That was me opening a can. Pretty good, right? Either that or you have you have gas. Nope. <laughs> it sound like air brakes. Oh yeah. How's everyone doing out there? How you doing today out there, everyone? Today? Pretty good, Eric. How are you doing? Oh, well, thanks for thanks for responding, everybody. I'm You're welcome. Great. I'll Thank tell you. Bruce hi. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of our biggest fans. That's a big shout out to one of our absolute biggest and and most loyal fans. Yes. Great shout out there. Great shout. One of our largest fans, you might oh, say. By far the largest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Hey, so uh, we're gonna be we finished Hosea yesterday, and we're gonna be picking up an Isaiah today. Okay. That's where we're at. And we're Isaiah, gonna be in Isaiah for a while, it seems. Isaiah twenty eight, twenty nine. 30. <clears throat> yes. So Isaiah chapter 28, a message about Samaria. What sorrow awaits the proud city of Samaria, the glorious crown of the drunks of Israel. Mm-hmm. It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its glorious beauty will fade like a flower. It is the pride of a people brought down by wine. For the Lord will send a mighty army against it, like a mighty hailstorm and a torrential rain. They will burst upon it like a surging flood and smash it to the ground. The proud city of Samaria, the glorious crown of the drunks of Israel, will be trampled beneath its enemy's feet. It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its glorious beauty will fade like a flower. Whoever sees it will snatch it up, as an early fig is quickly picked and eaten. Then at last the Lord of heaven's armies will himself be Israel's glorious crown. He will be the pride and joy of the remnant of his people. He'll give a longing for justice to their judges. He'll give great courage to the warriors who stand at the gates. Now, however, Israel is led by drunks. A lot of drunks. Who reel with wine and stagger with alcohol. Mm. The priests and prophets stagger with alcohol and lose themselves in wine. They reel when they see visions and stagger as they render decisions. Their tables are covered with vomit. Filth is everywhere. Who does the Lord think we are, they ask. Why does he speak to us like this? Are we little children recently, just recently weaned? He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. So now God will have to speak to his people through the foreigner, foreign oppressors who speak a strange language. God has told his people, here is a place of rest. Let the weary rest here. This is a place of quiet rest. But they would not listen, so the Lord would spell out his message for them again. One line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there, so that they will stumble and fall. They will be injured, trapped, and captured. Therefore, listen to this message from the Lord, you scoffing rulers in Jerusalem. You boast, we have struck a bargain to cheat death and have made a deal to dodge the grave. The coming destruction can never touch us, for we have built a strong refuge made of lies and deception. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes needs never to be shaken. I will test you with the measuring line of justice and the plumb line of righteousness. Since your refuge is made of lies, a hailstorm will knock it down. Since it is made of deception, a flood will sweep it away. I'll cancel the the bargain you made to cheat death, and I'll overturn your deal to dodge the grave. When the terrible enemy sweeps through, you'll be trampled into the ground, and again and again, flood will come, morning after morning, day and night, until you're carried away. 
This message will bring terror to your people. The bed you have made is too short to lie on. The blankets are too narrow to cover you. The Lord will come as he did against the Philistines at Mount Perizim and against the Amorites at Gibeon. He will come to do a strange thing. He will come to do an unusual deed. For the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, has plainly said that he is determined to crush the whole land. So scoff no more or your punishment will be even greater. Listen to me. Listen and pay close attention. Does a farmer always plow and never sow? Is he forever cultivating the soil and never planting? Does he not finally plant his seeds, black cumin, cumin, wheat, barley, and emmer wheat, each in its own proper way and each in its own proper place? The farmer knows just what to do, for God has given him understanding. A heavy sledge is never used to thresh black cumin. Rather, it is beaten with with a light stick. A threshing wheel is never rolled on cumin. Instead, it is beaten lightly with a flail. Grain or bread is easily crushed, so he doesn't keep on pounding it. He threshes it under the wheels of a cart, but he doesn't pulverize it. The Lord of heaven's armies is a wonderful teacher, and he gives the farmer great wisdom. Isaiah chapter 29. This is a message about Jerusalem. What sorrow awaits Ariel, the city of David. Year after year, you celebrate your feast. Yet, I'll bring disaster upon you, and there will be much weeping and sorrow. For Jerusalem will become what her name, Ariel, means, an altar covered with blood. I will be your enemy surrounding Jerusalem and attacking its walls. I will build siege towers and destroy it. Then, deep from within the earth, will speak. From low in the dust, your words will come. Your voice will whisper from the ground like a ghost conjured up from the grave. But suddenly your ruthless enemies will be crushed like the finest of dust. Your many attackers will be driven away like chaff before the wind. Suddenly, in an instant, I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, will act for you with thunder and earthquake and great noise, with whirlwind and storm and consuming fire. All the nations fighting against Jerusalem will vanish like a dream. Those who are attacking her walls will vanish like a vision in the night. A hungry person dreams of eating but wakes up still hungry. A thirsty person dreams of drinking but is still faint from thirst when morning comes. So it will be so it will be with your enemies, those who attack Mount Zion. Are you amazed and, and incredulous? Don't you believe it? Then go ahead and be and be blind. You are stupid, but not from wine. You stagger, but not from liquor. For the Lord has poured out on you a spirit of deep sleep. He has closed the eyes of your prophets and visionaries. All the future events in this vision are like a sealed book to them. When you give it to those who can read, they will say, we can't read it because it's sealed. When you give it to those who cannot read, they will say, we don't know how to read. And so the Lord says, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. Because of this, I'll once again astound these hypocrites with amazing wonders. The wisdom of the wise will pass away, and the intelligence of the intelligent will disappear. What sorrow awaits those who try to hide their plans from the Lord, who do evil deeds in the dark? The Lord can't see us, they say. He doesn't know what's going on. How foolish can he be? He is the potter, and he is certainly greater than you, the clay. Should the created thing say to the one who made it, he didn't make me? Or does a jar ever say, the potter who made me is stupid? Soon, and it will not be very long, the forest of Lebanon will become a fertile field, and the fertile field will yield bountiful crops. In that day, the deaf will hear words read from a book, and the blind will see through the gloom and darkness. The humble will be filled with fresh joy from the Lord. The poor will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. The scoffer will be gone, the arrogant will disappear, and those who plot evil will be killed. Those who convict the innocent by their false testimony will disappear. A similar fate awaits those who use trickery to pervert justice and who tell lies to destroy the innocent. 
That is why the Lord, who redeemed Abraham, says to the people of Israel, My people will no longer be ashamed or turn pale with fear. For when they see their many children and all the blessings I have given them, they will recognize the holiness of the Holy One of Jacob. They will stand in awe of the God of Israel, and then the wayward will gain understanding, and complainers will accept instruction. Isaiah chapter 30, Judah's worthless treaty with Egypt. What sorrow awaits my rebellious children, says the Lord. You make plans that are contrary to mine. You make alliances not directed by my spirit, thus piling up your sins. For without consulting me, you have gone down to Egypt for help. You put your trust in Pharaoh's protection. You tried to hide in his shade. But by trusting Pharaoh, you will be humiliated, and by depending on him, you will be disgraced. For though his power extends to Zoan and his officials have arrived in Haines, all who trust in him will be ashamed. He will not help you. Instead, he will disgrace you. This message came to me concerning, concerning the animals in the Negev. The caravan moved slowly across the terrible desert to Egypt, donkeys weighed down with riches and camels loaded with treasure, all to pay for Egypt's protection. They traveled through the wilderness, a place of lionesses and lions, a place where vipers and poisonous snakes live. All this and Egypt will give you nothing in return. Egypt's promises are worthless. Therefore, I call her Rahab, the harmless dragon. A warning for rebellious Judah. Now go and write down these words, write them in a book. They'll stand until the end of time as a witness that these people are stubborn rebels who refuse to pay attention to the Lord's instructions. They tell their seers, stop seeing visions. They tell their prophets, don't tell us what is right. Tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Forget mm. all this gloom. Get off your narrow path. Stop telling us about your Holy One of Israel. Wow. This is the reply of the Holy One of Israel. Because you despise what I tell you and trust instead in oppression and lies, calamity will be upon you suddenly, like a bulging wall that bursts and falls. In an instant, it will collapse and come crashing down. You will be smashed like a piece of pottery, shattered so completely that there won't be a piece big enough to carry coals from a fireplace or a little water from the well. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence in your strength, but you would not have none of it. You said... No, we will get our help from Egypt. They'll give us swift horses for riding into battle. But the only swiftness you are going to see is the swiftness of your enemies chasing you. One of them will chase a thousand of you. Five of them will make all of you flee. You will be left like a lonely flagpole on a hill or a tattered banner on a distant mountaintop. Blessings for the Lord's people. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He'll be gracious if you ask for help. He'll surely respond to the sound of your cries. The Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink. He will be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Then you will destroy all your silver idols and your precious gold images. You'll throw them out like filthy rags, saying to them, Good riddance. Then the Lord will bless you with a rain at planting time. There will be wonderful, wonderful harvests and plenty of pastureland for your livestock. The oxen and donkeys that till the ground will eat good grain, its chaff blown away by the wind. In that day when your enemies are slaughtered and the towers fall, there will be streams of water flowing down every mountain and hill. The moon will be as bright as the sun, and the sun will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven days in one. So it will be when the Lord begins to heal his people and cure the wounds he gave them. Look, the Lord is coming from far away, burning with anger, surrounded by thick, rising smoke. 
His lips are filled with fury. His words consume like fire. His hot breath pours out like a flood up to the neck of his enemies. He'll sift out the proud nations for destruction. He'll bridle them and lead them away to ruin. But the, the people of God will sing a song of joy, like the songs at the holy festivals. You will be filled with joy, as when a flutist leads a group of pilgrims to Jerusalem, the mountain of the Lord, and to the rock of Israel. And the Lord will make his majestic voice heard. He will display the strength of his mighty arm. It will descend with devouring flames, with cloudbursts, thunderstorms, and huge hailstones. At the Lord's command, the Assyrians will be shattered. He will strike them down with his royal scepter. And as the Lord strikes them with his rod of punishment, his people will celebrate with tambourines and harps. Lifting his mighty arm, he will fight the Assyrians. Topheth, the place of burning, has long been ready for the Assyrian king. The pyre is piled high with wood. The breath of the Lord, like fire from a volcano, will set it ablaze. Okay. All right. That was our reading for today. That was our reading for today, Chip. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, just two semi-ordinary pastors reading an extraordinary book. With two questions in mind, mm. so what? And where's Jesus? Okay. So what? Man, I've circled a lot. I was re- reading through here, but, man, we got this one section. I thought you were going to have a, man, you were going crazy. Stop seeing visions. They tell their prophets, don't tell us what is right. Tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Forget about all this gloom. Get off your narrow path. Stop telling us about your holy one of Israel. Oh. Man, we are living that today. Yeah, you don't um, say. In our culture, but also uh, as a church, really trying to come away from this idea of um, telling people what they want to hear, um, uh, making them feel good all the time at the expense of, of not mentioning uh, the entirety of the teaching of Scripture as it even applies to our culture today. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Eric... You preached a couple weeks ago on this, and he started his sermon by saying, you know, what we do as pastors is hard, you know, and and I know, you know, well, you're just preaching from the Bible. What's so hard about that? <laughs> yeah, I, you're true. You're right. Yeah, right, these right, aren't right. the words of Chip. Not, we don't have Eric. to make up the truth. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, get, I get that. But it would be so much easier <laughs> if we didn't have to say certain things during mm-hmm. certain times. Um, but we do, and we're called by God to do that, to speak the truth. And and Eric, I know you and I have talked about this, just how um, how refreshing it is, I think, for people to, to finally have someone say the truth. Mm-hmm. But say it in a way that is full of love, you know, and, um, and, and kindness, loving kindness that's described, um, that you, is a word, uh, is to describe the Lord. Is it hesed, I believe, mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, loving kindness? Um, to describe God and, and we're trying to, to be that way loving is to show loving kindness to people by uh, sharing the truth and um, and so we we pray that people know that that's our heart mm. um, in, in communicating this and and you know we think about it this way um, it would not be loving to withhold the truth. Absolutely not. Yeah, because you see right here in Isaiah what happens when you do. See what happens? Yeah, everything's destroyed. It collapses, it crashes. Yeah. Perfect object lesson right in front of us here today when you withhold the truth. Mm -hmm. So so I I guess a so what for our listeners today is to um, seek the truth, hold on to the truth, live by the truth, and when led by the God, the Holy Spirit, 
speak the truth to others mm-hmm. in a very loving way because you care about them, not trying right. to win. Right. You know, I see a lot of Christians trying to win. You know, they're trying to win exactly. over people. I was just that talking about crazy. that. Like, are you, yeah. are, you, are you arguing so that people will come to acceptance of the truth? Or are you arguing because you want to smash other people in their worldview yeah. and, and you want yeah. to be right and stand at the top of the, the ruins, right? Yeah, God has no place for that. Nope. Not. Even in a believer. So yep. be very careful. Be full of love. Check your heart and, and handle the truth that way. Yeah. So there I you love go. that. That's great, Chip. Thanks for going to the one that I, you knew I was. <laughs> yeah, you were moaning about it. I'm like, yeah. I was There's excited. all kinds of great things I circle through oh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the one about, uh, you know, how God treats all the different crops. About like he knows what we need in order to understand what he's kind of saying to us, and he doesn't have to crush us if we're this and do that. I love that too. But Another one I liked was you know throw out your your sins, your filthy rags, and say good riddance, good riddance, good riddance. Bye. So I like that. Okay, go ahead. Where's right, Jesus? So where's Jesus? So Ephesians two twenty tells us that the church is built upon the cornerstone of Christ and the foundation of the apostles. When you build that out a little bit, that foundation of the apostles is the scriptures, right? Because they are apostolic in origin and authorship, the New Testament scriptures. So the church is built upon Christ, the cornerstone, and the apostles as the foundation, scripture, New Testament as the foundation. But in Isaiah uh, 28, he says, listen to this message from the Lord, you scoffing rulers in Jerusalem. You boast, we have struck a bargain to cheat death and have made a deal to dodge the grave. The coming destruction can never touch us, for we have built a strong refuge made of lies and deceptions. That is the Pharisees, big time. Mm-hmm. They were religious rulers. Don't don't get it twisted. Just because Rome owned the, the land mm-hmm. didn't mean that they weren't religious no. rulers. Oh, no. And they believed that they had found a way to cheat yeah. death. They made a bargain uh, with a strong refuge made of lies and deceptions. Yeah. So that happened. The Pharisees built this this strong refuge. Yeah. And then Isaiah says, and, and Paul later says in Ephesians, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. So God is saying this. Look, I'm placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It's a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. Mm -hmm. And so this message about Jesus, the cornerstone of the church, is being given in light of uh, these people that would have you oppressed and, and pushed down and persecuted and resist you, resist God, resist the truth. And yet there's this cornerstone, Jesus. And if you believe in Jesus... It doesn't, nothing can shake you. If you're built on Jesus, nothing can shake you. And that goes right back to what you were saying too, Chip. Truth is under attack, but if you're built on Jesus, mm-hmm. nothing can shake you. It's a, he is a firm and tested stone. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Yes. There's Jesus in the text. For you. And there's other ones, of course. Duh. It's Isaiah. So. All right. Hey, thank you for joining us today. We hope you have a great day today. Share this with friends and family. And if you go to, do we have a website? I think it's livingalegacy.church. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. www.livingalegacy.church. Uh, it stands for World Wide Web, Chip. .church slash Bible in a year. Thank you. Yeah. Bible don't, in a year. Don't forget the W's or it won't work. Yeah. All right. Hey, yeah, W's. Please. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.